His Give- his voice has like changed. It's like <laughs> it like it like vibrates. It's gone lower and raspier. Yeah, yeah. He's smoking a lot of cigars. <laughs> I smoke so many cigars. They're turning the frogs gay. Out of nowhere, a former grange keeper now about to become the master's champion. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. You had me at hello. Hawk, hawk, Asian. Well, they got their own because you're obviously white. I'm an inventor. This could be a game changer for me. Are you not entertained? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web, the man himself. He's a. Uh, you know, I miss miss having him here in person, and now we're just back to uh, FaceTiming again. So that's a, that's a letdown, but uh, he still looks just as good. The takes are just as hot and spicy. The uh, the original bad boy of business himself, Sean Mackey. Sean, what's up? Thank you, dude. It's good to be back. That we had the Megapod, but it's good to be back with uh, with the crew, with the Hang, the OGs. The original Hang, yeah. I'm doing good, prepped and ready. Got the takes loaded. Back on with the real pros. <laughs> the real pros of pods. Yeah. Cut the dead weight. The real housewives of no. podcasting. They no. call us. Also with us, live from New York, the king of Croton on Hudson. Ooh. He's now mustacheless. Mustache mustache watch is over. Sean and I can uh, let down our guard. <laughs> the man himself, Rudy Rudolph. What's going on, Rudy? How's it feel yeah. to have a, a clean-shaven upper lip? Feel yeah. the soft breeze blowing across <laughs> your your mouth brow. You might hear uh, if you, if I sound very depressed throughout this whole episode. It's I have uh, post-shaved partum, post postpartum depression, I'm, uh, post, separating from my mustache. Depression. PSP. Yeah. PSD. Yeah, man. It's like uh, I didn't realize how bad. Like. I'm not even kidding. When I first originally shaved it, I like looked in the mirror and I was like, "Wow!" Like I was really man? sad. That's and then, like, me. Sat on the couch and I was kind of like, "Ah." Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now I'm going the I'm growing the beard back, and I think Ashley she's sleeping, so she probably won't hear me. But I'm I'm probably gonna grow the mustache out through the beard and then mm. just shave the beard. When oh, she's nice. Cool. She's cool with the beard, but she doesn't like the mustache alone. So The, the stealth stash, they call the it. Stealth Do stash, it for yeah. uh, November. Yeah, man. November. That's what I wanted it for, for like a nice, you know, keep me toasty in the, in the cold northeast during the winter, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Stealth stash, stealth stash. Stealth stash. Well, uh, um, before we get going here, I thought we'd just sort of tackle some some movie news. I guess it's not really movie news. It's just entertainment news. But um, the uh, the Mandalorian returns this uh, this Friday back on Disney+. Plus. The new season, season Ooh. two, is back. I know, Rudy, you're not a big Star Wars guy, but uh, Sean, are you uh, catching the vibe yet? Yes. Catching all the vibes. So pumped. You back we in need Star this. Wars 2020 mode? needs this. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I think I'm more pumped for this than like the last Star Wars. Oh, uh, same, same. Well, that's what kind of what I wanted to talk about. And not to like alienate Rudy from the discussion or it's anything. It's okay, I'll but, just go uh, we, brush my teeth real we quick. We don't really, don't really need to hear his takes, <laughs> takes on this. But why, why was The Mandalorian so much better than literally any other Disney Star Wars property? I think because it was a surprise. I think nobody really knew what it was going to be about. I think it's 
a totally different just storyline that they can work with and there's there are no rules to kind of keep the the storyline different yeah um so they're just able to be really creative and um i think they have just a lot of really good talent on the writing side and directing side that they finally unleashed um and not really try and just protect this property it's just free roam i think that's i think that's kind of the key is like the expectations there's no expectations for this to be good it was just like oh yeah that show's coming out yeah, it's just like yeah something's and gonna, i don't think anybody's really expecting anything from it and then it, it came out and it was awesome and so it it sort of like blew everybody away so now it'll be interesting to see if they can uh continue to uh live up to because now they do have expectations right because that first season was so yeah. So sick. Yeah, I actually he, was rewatching it the past past few weeks, just slowly working back ooh, through it. It uh, holds up. That. It holds up. Holds up. All I can say is it holds up on the rewatch. So we'll see. Well, I think it's key that it's coming out so quick after just a year in between the first and second season. Yeah, it keeps the the interest alive. Other than that, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of movie news going on. It's a lot of uncertainty about the uh, the theater situation right now, <laughs> so um, that's that. Not a whole lot of news. Just nothing going on. What what movies are they gonna do for the Oscars? Do we know that? Do we like? Is Tenet gonna win every category? Yeah. <laughs> Best actor, Tenet. <laughs> the only movie that came out. Best the foreign se- film, this, Tenet. This- the secret to winning a bunch of Oscars is you just uh, <laughs> have no other movies come out in the year that you're releasing. <laughs> best director, best, best, best adapted screenplay. <laughs> best actress, Mulan. Yeah, for real. Maybe that movie with uh, Russell Crowe where he's like the fat guy with road rage. Do you guys see the trailer for that one? No. no. <laughs> that came out in theaters and was... Uh, Sounds like a, Fat Man, the movie. May, yeah, maybe it's a little contention there for uh, Tenet. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep it let's keep it going here. We'll get into our trailer of the week. Ooh, this week is sort of a sort of a surprise drop trailer. At least I was unaware of it. I don't know if other people were. This movie was uh, highly anticipated or not. But um, this week's trailer of the week is the trailer for the upcoming George Clooney vehicle, The Midnight Sky. Come in, Ether. This is Barbo Observatory. Are you receiving this? Is anyone out there? This is Ether. Does any one copy? We're not receiving anything. That puts our last contact with Mission Control at three weeks. Why is it so quiet? That's Ether. It's a spaceship that we hoped would be our future. I have to warn them about the conditions on Earth. I don't know all the details. It started with a mistake. There is an antenna that's stronger than ours. We get to that antenna, they'll hear us. Take a deep breath. As we mentioned, this is a George Clooney pick. He's actually directing it, I believe. It's the uh, the po- post-apocalyptic tale that follows Augustine, played by George Clooney, 
a lonely scientist in the Arctic as he races to stop Sully, who's played by Felicity Jones and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. So it's basically like uh, George Clooney chilling in the snow, trying to start a satellite up, apparently. We in or out? <laughs> I'll go first. I'm not, I'm not that in. I'm not that in. You'd think I'd be in, because I'm in on most things. I feel like this, I'm in on George Clooney's beard. I'm not in on the fact, like, I don't really like a panicked George Clooney. Yeah. You know, and this, this is going to give us a lot of panicked George Clooney. I like a really suave, in control, you know, in large and in charge George Clooney. And this, to me, I just feel like the idea is stupid. Like, he's he's basically saying to these astronauts, like, you can't come back to Earth because it's so screwed up. Like, it's the ultimate, like, climate change, you know, <laughs> uh, message movie. And I just, I don't know. I feel like... I'm not really into movies that are all about like the Arctic where it's like just everybody, everything sucks and it's cold and it's bleak, bleak snow scenery. Yeah. So I don't know. You know what? The trailer could have done a poor job of really depicting how the movie's going to actually be. And the fact that it's on Netflix, I'll probably watch it just because it's free. But um, yeah, I'm not really, uh, I'm not terribly excited about this. I'm excited. I think the fact that it's a surprise that nobody really knew about it, um, and it looks interesting. Um, I also think George Clooney has a pretty good directing uh, history. Um, good Night and Good Luck, Ides of March, Monuments Men, Catch-22 miniseries. So I think he usually picks pretty good scripts that he wants to direct. And um, I'm excited for it. I mean, it'll be... Something to look forward to. I think it comes out in December, so it kind of fills that gap of sci-fi movies that yeah. we were we were missing. Obviously, Dune. Which did we've you talked uh, about? Did you watch the Catch Twenty Two miniseries? I watched a couple episodes. I didn't get it fully immersed. Done. Yeah. How does an actor direct the movie? Like, does he yell cut? <laughs> like mid. Uh... <laughs> Like he, del- he delivers his lines and then yells Rudy, cut. You can't ask that question on a movie podcast. You're supposed to know that. Yeah. yeah. Come on, dog. <laughs> Do you guys know, know that? Better than that? No, I don't know. I, yeah, I imagine he's just like giving a really dramatic like uh, speech monologue. And then he's just like, cut. I need more emotion from you, George. And he's like, I know, I know. <laughs> like, I really got to get to He just talks to himself. <laughs> well, they're like stage directors. Like, think of it for like a play. In fact, they say that most director actors often become schizophrenic because they're just uh, used to directing themselves. It's really yeah. an out of body experience, a lot of guys say. So, uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty much out. I don't have Netflix. So You're out. I probably okay. won't watch it. I mean, you were listed. You were listing the George Clooney directing credits as like a plus, but I think that's really more of a negative. Like none of these movies are really like any good, for my opinion, that he directed. I think he's like sort of maybe a little bit subpar from uh, from the director's director's seat. He hasn't really been in anything since. Uh, well, we mentioned the Catch Twenty Two thing last year. But before that, his last movie was in 2016, I think, with Hail Caesar. And he was just in a bunch of like Nespresso commercial commercials with like Danny DeVito, and like that's really <laughs> it. So, I mean, maybe that's a case for it. Maybe he's been like saving up all all his powers. I don't know. I'm not a huge George Clooney guy to begin with, though. So it's just you know, I don't know. 
it's Netflix, so it's like how how good is, are the special effects actually going to be? You know, it's not like a major studio. I don't know. Not in. Could be good if I if I see enough people tweet tweeting on the TL that it's uh, that it's tight. I could be convinced to uh, watch. But word, I'll give you knows. my I'll give you my in laws Netflix login. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hop on hop on their account. <laughs> Just use uh, Tommy. <laughs> Watch the thing on Tommy's account. Shouts to Tommy. Does Tommy listen? Is Tommy a listener? He's got a couple shirts. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. <laughs> Shouts to Tommy. Tommy, come on He's the pod. Ripping our merch. Speaking of merch, no, not yet. We're not there yet. Ooh, little tease. Ooh. I'm gonna say is keep your eyes open, because uh, maybe. We'll see. We're really just trying to gauge interest to see if there's uh, that many people that would actually buy merch from us. Well, we got to start giving away for free. Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> the first step. Doing anything for free. Um, I listened to, I read the uh, Wikipedia page for the movie Mother, the Darren Aronofsky <laughs> movie today. Oh, yeah. That is the most confusing Wikipedia plot page to ever read because it's like <laughs> the characters' names are like him, man, mother, woman. So it's <laughs> It's like you're reading Me and it's mother like, exclamation point. I love that move though. <laughs> read the plot. It's one of my one of my absolute favorite things to do is just read movie plots on Wikipedia, <laughs> especially for especially for uh, horror movies that I'm way too much of a baby to actually watch. Yeah, <laughs> just get the whole gist of it. Yeah, I just put on like a happy song on Spotify and then just <laughs> just read the read the plot line. <laughs> It's like, oh, Some that wasn't Stevie so, Wonder. That wasn't so spooky. Hereditary, ah, no big deal. <laughs> Yeah, even the the Wikipedia page for that one is even scary. The Haunting of Hill House, psh, easy. Just play, just play a little Bob Marley in the background while you read the wiki page, yeah. and it uh, it's all it's all great. It's all good. That is the pro move. It's all gravy. Uh, well, oh, do you guys hear that? What? It's off in the distance. In the distance. Is it a horse? Oh no, it's, it's a, a pony. Oh, I think it is. It's, it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Pony Express. Back in use once again. <laughs> the uh, we 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 almost had to lay off a few riders because we weren't getting enough mail, but uh, we apparently we got some, so they can stay employed for another week. Uh, we don't have to let them go. But uh, this letter comes to us from a a, a a dedicated listener in Pennsylvania, a guest on this program actually at one point, a friend of the program, Nick Jarrett, and uh, Nick. It's not really exactly a letter per se. It's more of a, a challenge. A challenge. Yeah. Uh, he he uh, heard Sam talking about possibly recasting all eleven characters of Ocean's Eleven last week on the podcast, and uh, Nick went ahead and did it. So we have we have oh, a recast uh, of every single character of in that that's in Ocean's Eleven. So that's I'm ambitious. Let's go. When he sent this. When he sent this, he said he's uh, been doing nothing but thinking about this for two days. This is my recast for, for all 11 members of Ocean's Eleven. We'll start out at the bottom. Instead of the Shabo Chin, who plays the amazing Yen, he's going a different direction. He's got Peter Dinklage. Yes, I, I knew he was going there. Playing the role. <laughs> Interesting choice. I don't know too, if he's I could, too magnetic. I don't know if I could see him doing like handsprings or anything. You know, He's got to be the leader. <laughs> Could Peter Dinklage do like a you know a double backflip? He does an elf. <laughs> does he? Remember remember an elf where he like fly? He runs on the table and 
Just a flying kick. Not I'm not a, Ferrell, I'm not a big but... elf guy, but we'll have to save that for our Christmas movie rankings. Next up, instead of uh, Carl Reiner as Saul Bloom, he's going with Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. Interesting pull. Interesting pull as the high yeah. roller there. Instead of Bernie Mac as Frank Catton, he's got Jeffrey Wright. Another another interesting one. I don't think I like that one. Jeffrey Wright is too much of a stiff. Yeah. I don't know if he. I don't know if he could be loose enough to make that. You as, can't recast Bernie Mac. Yeah, I don't know if he. <laughs> that would be as interesting. Here's, my here's one that I am all in on though. Instead of Don Cheadle as Basher, he's got Benicio del Toro. Ooh, oh, yeah. Love. Interesting. That could work. Love. Yeah. Very interesting. Um. For the the brothers, Turk and Virgil Malloy, instead of Scott Conn and Casey Affleck, he's got Channing Tatum and Josh Demel. I like yeah. Channing Tatum. I don't know about Josh Demel. I feel like I think they could do it. I do. I mean, I've I guess we've seen comedy chops from from uh, jo- from uh, Channing Tatum in Twenty Two and Twenty One yeah. Jump Street, but I don't know if Josh Demel's got it. He like kind of comes across as like a self serious guy, you know? Yeah. He was on The Office, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Was he? I have no idea. I'm not a big Office He was like guy the other either. salesman. Yeah, he was the one who dated Pam for a while. Uh, or what, was supposed to go on a date with Pam. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could do it. But it's hard. It's That's the thing. It's like a couple of these characters you could recast, but... A lot of them oh. are just untouchable. He, he's going for all of them. Instead of uh, Elliot Gold as Ruben, he's got Mel Brooks. Which is another sort of uh, sort of interesting like interesting what if. Yeah. I don't know if that like does that substantially change the vibe of the movie? Do any of these substantially change the vibe of the movie? So no. far, if you get rid um, of Bernie Mac, yeah. Sean, I'm sorry, but not to interrupt Elijah, but Josh Dumal is not. We're both thinking of Timothy Oliphant, I think, who's, who's not. Who's not Josh Dumal? Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. No, Josh Dumal is most most famous for playing the one soldier guy in Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> they definitely the do. They definitely do. That's a totally, <laughs> totally fair. Uh, mis- uh, I love the live fact checking. Thanks for catching it, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You're not on. You're not damage control. <laughs> For Livingston Dell, the tech guy, he's got Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I don't hate that. Another heavy hitter. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Again, like I don't know how I feel about that. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like it's got me feeling some kind of way. I don't know if Paul Giamatti like. I feel like he's more grumpy than awkward. So it's just like a totally different vibe. Like what if <laughs> yeah. that tech guy is just a grumpy guy instead? <laughs> and then then to finish it off, for uh, Rusty Ryan and Danny Ocean, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, instead of those two, this is where things really get crazy. He's got, for Rusty, Heath Ledger. And for Danny Ocean, Michael Keaton. Oh, wow. Another, another, another Batman star. So... A Batman and a Joker. Hmm. It's hard to say because that yeah. chemistry there is just like so. There's so much. It's yeah. so perfect that to uh, yeah. change it, you just it's just hard to picture with literally anybody else. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a good effort though by Nick. I like it. I like the it's effort. It's a tough effort. What's the, what's the age gap there too between you know 
Heath Ledger and Michael Keaton. I feel like it's too large. You need someone a little closer together. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, appreciate the effort. It's interesting thoughts. So that's like a totally different movie. I think it's it's a more serious movie. It's not as uh, not as freewheeling. Not as like Lucy. Not as many jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many like we're famous vibes. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's a challenge. Send us your best Ocean's Eleven recast. We'll read it live. <laughs> we'll read it live. Literally we'll send us live. anything. We'll read it live. Yeah. Can shoot, send shoot us. us a text message. Send us a DM. You can yeah. uh, if you need dating advice. If you need date, <laughs> yeah, we're really great at that. So definitely send Happy that. Happy in. You can, uh, or you can send an email to looseconceptpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, love it. I, I could definitely see us. I could definitely see us turning into like a self help podcast where like people just email us. Like, <laughs> I don't know how we're this pivoted, guy feels about me. <laughs> pivoting away from movies and into relationships. We're like Delilah. I don't know where that. I don't know where that where that came from, Rudy. But uh, I, yeah, I'm down for it if people do that. Send that. <laughs> Just chasing those ad dollars, you know, just like one eight hundred flowers, <laughs> right up the alley. Many people have said a, a very wise relationship advice. So, all right, I think it's time. Let's do it. We've been uh, we've been keeping this under wraps, unintentionally. We didn't announce it on last week's pod, so uh, this is a little bit of a surprise for the people out there. But this week, instead of doing a feature film, we've been getting a lot of requests to revisit some uh, some list content. So. Uh, We've got a list, a list segment this week. Alert, alert. Coming up, <laughs> we've each made a list of our top 10 sci-fi films. Yes. So we're about to break those down. So good. Insert trailer of all 30 movies. How many of these? How many of our crossovers? Yeah, we shall find out. Well, we only we didn't have any like we didn't have any all three in common for uh, for the top twenties. When we did the top twenty list, there was no movie that made all three lists. Well, Ocean's migrated for Sean after the second watch with all the boys. But yeah, no, you were right. (laughs) After after he got uh, coerced into it by the homies, (laughs) I got cornered. It got changed over, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe this one. There's not as you know. It's a little bit more narrow of a genre. There's not as many to pick from, right? Rather than saying all movies ever created ever, we're just saying like <laughs> only the sci-fi ones that have ever been created. Yeah. Ever. It's a smaller selection, smaller sample size. Oh, right? We we all googled the top sci-fi movies of all time, right? To go through that list, we yeah. got the ones that were our favorite. Yeah. So I feel like yep. we're all picking from the same pool. <laughs> All fish pretty in the much, same pond. Pretty much. Probably with different different outcomes though. So we'll start at the bottom and we'll just go we'll uh we'll start with Rudy and then Sean and then myself and we'll just keep going in that order, starting at ten and working our way up. If someone says a movie that you have on your list, just uh just declare it, shout it out, and uh we'll just make a note of that. But um before we get get any further we had a couple of parameters that we set up just to restrict ourselves to make it a little bit less of a headache we wanted to make it a little easier on ourselves and not do just you know any movie that had some sort of like not real thing in it which was what rudy initially suggested which was totally <laughs> absurd that's sci-fi <laughs> any, Im- any implausible movie or impossible movie is apparently sci-fi yes 
But no, we broke it down. We broke it down to one category. Here's here's what it is. Uh, we decided that our in our definition of a sci-fi movie, the movie must include one of the following: either an astronaut, a spaceship, a monster, an alien, space, or futuristic technology. So it has to have at least one of those things in it for it to be considered a sci-fi movie. We also ruled out uh, superhero flicks, although just a little bit of a tease here. Rudy does have one he's gonna apparently gonna try and uh, convince us <laughs> is should be included on his list. So we we'll see about that. But um, let's get right into it. Rudy, kick us off. What do you have yeah. at number ten on your list? Well, I think I'll just start off with the one that is in question and get that out of the way. It is, it's, it's near the end, so Fair if, if if you guys veto it, I have a replacement. But right off the bat, one of my favorite non-real movies, X Men Origins Wolverine. Wow! Why wow? <laughs> Wait, what? How, what? Yeah, that's a great movie. I love it. Who's it's picking awesome. this movie as one of their favorite sci-fi movies of all time? Really? <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. It's, it's, number 10. it's number number 10 or 11. Is that the one with the sewed up uh, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool mouth? No. 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 <laughs> this is the one where... Uh, I don't think so. It might be. No, I don't think so. This is the one where... This is the one where uh, it's the origin of Wolverine, and it's, it's him and Leif Schreiber. And Leif Schreiber's like the... Uh, yeah. That's the one with Ryan Reynolds sewed up mouth, Deadpool. Are you sure about that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of a good scene where he cuts his head off and he laser beams the whole. Uh... <laughs> I can't believe this movie's in your top ten sci-fi movies of all time. I'm not a big fan of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um... this is a this is a movie like you said. It has a uh, Liam Schreiber and it. Also stars a uh, Will I Am in it. Uh, he's he plays some guy who has like uh, teleporting abilities. Yeah. We got a. Uh, Taylor Kitsch as a um, a uh, uh, gambit, I think is the character's name. Wow! And uh, yes, according to IMDb, Ryan Reynolds is in this movie playing Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know you're yeah. an X Men okay. guy. So, yeah. Well, I'm more of a Hugh Jackman Wolverine guy. Hugh Jackman. Okay. I just kind of like the. <laughs> it's kind of like the history of him going in like the Revolutionary <laughs> War or whatever. He's getting shot, and he's just. Killing people. Invincible. I mean, it was a civil war. Uh, I think yeah. it's a World War Two or World War One. What was your alt- alternate? Um, my alternate was Spy Kids. Spy oh. Kids. And yeah. ten. This is your, like your top ten here. Yeah, that was number ten. So, yeah, okay, we could cut out Wolverine, Elijah. Fine. <laughs> and Spy Kids in this place. No, grew it, up on that movie. The 3D version was great, but the OG one is. If you like X, if you like X X Men Origins Wolverine, that's fine, I guess. I don't really. None of these things are in it. I guess. Oh, maybe futuristic technology. It has. Yeah, it. that covers a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Do, it monsters, does. You can, right? you can get that one doing. <laughs> wow. No, the mutants are people too. <laughs> now, yeah, futuristic right. technology is probably going to be doing a lot of elbow work here, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so Spy Kids, the original. You have that at number ten. Okay. That's another interesting, interesting selection. <laughs> We're right on. Shouts to Spy Kids. You got this, Rudy. The uh, Antonio Banderas <laughs> is in that one, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. There's someone else in that who is really famous, who is only in like one scene. Oh, Machete. What's his name? Uh, what's Torres. His name? 
No. Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo. Trejo. Danny Trejo is one. There was one other he's, that I I remember uncle. I heard about it like a lo- a few months ago, and I was like, whoa, that guy was in... Uh, Tony Shalhoub? Tony Shalhoub. George Clooney's actually in it for a little bit, too, believe really? it or not. Yeah. I think he plays like the big boss or something. Devlin, or maybe he's the bad guy or something, or he's just like in it. I don't know. He's he has a bit role in it. Anyway, yeah. that's enough Spy Kids talk. <laughs> Sean, what do you have at number ten? <laughs> number ten, I have Edge of Tomorrow. Aha! Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Good selection. Sort of I a Groundhog seen... Day sci-fi movie. It's so frustrating that movie though, isn't it? Groundhog Day with aliens. I love that movie. I have that movie at number four actually. So ooh, really getting okay. up and into it here. Yeah, I love that movie. It's it's one of those ones if it's on the TV, you're gonna watch probably 15, 20 minutes of it. Highly rewatchable. You know, Highly rewatchable until the next commercial. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, like they, I feel like they just did the same thing, like because they had the relapse where like they played the same scene over and over and over and over and over again. It's like ten times they play the scene where he's trying to like get across the field, right, and accomplish the mission. And he keeps getting wiped out. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, so, but he's learning. So frustrating. Yeah, he's learning. No, it's great. It's great. It's great because it's it has Tom Cruise and he starts out in sort of this like uh, this. Uh, it's not usually like a typical Tom Cruise role. Like he's the nerdy. Yeah, he's like awkward. Guy. Yeah, he's not like the cool alpha. Yeah, he's a little awkward. He's trying to figure out what's going on. For my yeah. number ten, I have Signs, the uh, M Night Shyamalan directed Mel Gibson vehicle. That's a good one. Just a classic Alien movie. You know what's not to love? Yeah, it's, the Alien's freaky in that movie too, isn't it? It's all like. Alerted yeah, to water a, and stuff. It's a it's a tense <laughs> like a uh, thriller type type of movie. So yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. Rudy, what do you got for nine? All right, just above so Spy Kids. Nine, <laughs> just just above, just just better than Spy Kids. Oh my word! Guys coming out three. here swinging with X Men Origins Wolverine and Spy Kids. Hey hey. I had like too many here. I couldn't. I couldn't fit on my list. You guys dog me for like liking Transformers, and Rudy's putting Spy Kids on his list. I can't think. Like, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I don't know. I literally searched so many pages of best sci-fi movies, and I'm like, I have not seen any of these. And you came up with Spy Kids. Okay. We now know Rudy has only seen (laughs) eleven sci-fi movies. And one of them was Wolverine. <laughs> one of them was Wolverine Origins. <laughs> no. All right, number nine, Independence Day. Now, see, now that's fair. Now we're getting somewhere. The movie with Will Smith. I also want to preface that with saying, okay. I have three Will Smith movies on my list. <laughs> so I know he was. I don't know if he's like a huge sci-fi, uh, you know, method actor or uh, typecast, but he's uh, <laughs> he makes a lot of appearances. So yeah, Independence Day, Aliens. You know, America. What's not to love? What's not to love? Bill Pullman giving a great speech. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblumy. Yeah, man. Word. I respect that. I don't have it on my list, but uh, it's uh, definitely definitely a substantial one. I don't judge you for that at all. Sean, what do you have at nine? At nine, I have Minority Report. Another Tom Cruise. Ooh. Huh. Um, That's a good one. But it's set in sort of the future. Um, it's got a lot of that future technology 
subgenre. Um, yeah, futuristic, yeah. futuristic Tom Cruise is uh, stopping crimes before they happen or something. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting technology that they were trying to show and just like predictive patterns and um, kind of this all watching eye, big brother sort of. Um, so, yeah. Don't they have like these like these like bald triplets like in a tank or something? Yeah, so they they sort of are able to like see into the future. They're kind of and it like straight straight ripped the look off of like the Matrix. Yeah, similar. Um, this is but this was one of those ones I guess that like before came, came out Matrix. in. Oh, is it? I don't know. Let's see. It might be. No, no. This is two thousand two. Matrix was nineteen ninety nine. This is one of those ones I think it like was like the Matrix came out and then everyone was doing like sci-fi, but I respect it. It's fair. It's fair. But I, th- it was based off of a book. Yeah. Short story. I wonder when that. Yeah, but the not, yeah, nineteen fifty six. The look of it, you can tell. Yeah, the look of it. Influenced okay. by Matrix. Yeah. Lots of darkness and leather. Yeah, it had an interesting <laughs> backstory like uh, Leo brought up with um, John Carter where. Um, Philip K. Dick kind of came up with this story a very long time ago, and it's just interesting to kind of see all these futurists and what they were thinking back 50 plus years, and then John Carter like 100 years ago. So, anyway, yeah, I like that vision. For my number nine, I have Predator, yeah, ooh, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Just the you know a sci-fi all-timer, a sci-fi classic. It is a sci-fi all-timer. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Lots of lots of jack dudes in a jungle shooting guns at it, at uh, things. What's not the love? <laughs> <laughs> and the gigantic alien with with a uh, ultraviolet vision or whatever. Ultraviolet. Heat heat sensing vision. I love it. Love also it. very also very rewatchable. Rudy. Here we are. Section eight. <laughs> Section eight. Let's see what, point see what, eight. See what Rudy's got for us. <laughs> All right. yeah. Point eight. I've got Godzilla. Which one? It's <laughs> uh, like all of them. <laughs> Godzilla. No, I'm going with the uh, the first new one. With the, the first new Ryan one. Which Cr- one's that? Brian Cranston, <laughs> where like you originally discover Godzilla. Okay. And he's uh He's fighting those other... Isn't he fighting those bird monster things? Yes. Uh, Mothra. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but yeah. It's I know not what Mothra, you're but about. it's like some other... Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Godzilla... Have you, have you seen Godzilla King of the Monsters? The sequel to that? I have that? not. I Dog. Have not. You're missing out. <laughs> I can watch. Do yourself, do yourself a favor and rent that bad boy ASAP. It is just... <laughs> it's a solid hour and a half of just electric content. <laughs> Love it. We'll do. Just gigantic CGI monsters fighting each other. <laughs> the only downside is you have to sit sit through like like uh, twenty minutes of Million Bobby Brown being an being like an annoying preteen actor. But hey, you know you got to make sacrifices to uh, to uh, see some Godzilla just like beasting electric dragons and things. Oh, it's worth <laughs> it. Love that movie. Almost made it to the the see yeah that one the sequel King of the Monsters almost made it onto my top ten it's very close it's in the honorable mentions eight yes I'm going with the Iron Giant ooh 
the Vin Diesel literal vehicle (laughs) Um, or space machinery. Um, (laughs) Animated. Yeah. I'm going with sort of with uh, Rudy Pickens' Spy Kids, sort of my (laughs) introduction maybe to quasi-sci-fi and just love that movie. It's got just a great animation um, design. Uh, love sort of the techniques that they use. I think it's very um, rewatchable, even at an older age, to kind of go back and view it for a third or fourth time. Um, brings back a lot of good memories. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, stacked, uh, stacked crew there. Jennifer Aniston and Harry Connick Jr., Vin Diesel. Yeah, Christopher Christopher McDonald, who many people know by the name uh, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, it's like got a good of... voice actor list that you wouldn't think. Like when you're watching it, and when you watch it for the first time as like a young person, you don't really realize how many great actors are in. Just a just a who's yeah. who who's who's of the '90s right there. Is it like do you get Jennifer to... Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., and Shooter McGavin? Another another question movie podcast host should know the answer to is it like a lot cheaper to pay people to do voice roles and acting roles also because i feel like <laughs> you gotta see a lot yes. of movies that just have heater casts you know you gotta think yes yeah i think so <laughs> i know it i know it's cheaper but it's like how much cheaper it's like <laughs> everyone, 25%. everyone knows the face is the money maker so when you don't have yeah. to pay the face and you just pay the voice you gotta think it's like 20 percent dang 20 should make an animated movie you just haven't have them come in for an afternoon and just read a bunch of lines off. Boom, you're 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 in the you're in the money. Um, coming in at spot eight on my list, we have Transformers: Dark of the Moon. The uh, the third one is that, I think <laughs> not the last Transformer is going to make an appearance on this list. <laughs> no, that is the only the only Transformers I. Oh. I tried to not do too many from a franchise, and try, I went more the franchise franchise representative route. Yeah, this is about I where think. I think uh, Transformers franchise sits in terms of uh, uh, sci-fi movies. So, and yeah, how is that a sci-fi movie and not Wolverine? Well, the Transformers are are aliens. They're from another planet. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Plus you, fine. plus you have Shia LaBeouf, just just electric Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Some might say his best performance right here. Many people are saying Patrick Dempsey's in it. You know, what's not to love? Tyrese Gibson, Josh Demel. There he the, is. The aforementioned. He, he was in the office, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. All right, we're just we are, we're just uh, we gotta keep chugging along here, Rudy. What do you got at seven? Uh, at number seven, I have Barney. Men in Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Did you say Men Wally? <laughs> he said Barney, like an idiot. <laughs> I thought like you were just Wally. He is a dinosaur talking dinosaur. He, he is a he's a he's a giant monster. He's a monster. No, Men in Black. Uh, it's got aliens. It's got Tommy Lee Jones. It's got Will yeah. Smith, and it's just a great classic movie with lots of laughs. And uh, who's the voice of the bug again? It's someone big. Do you remember the main guy, the main the villain? Guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All I know is it's one of my one of oh, the yeah. best, the most enjoyable uh, movie impressions to do. Hi guys, hi guys. Do a really good, <laughs> really good Vincent, version of that. Vincent Donofrio. 
the guy from Donofrio. Uh, D'Onofrio. Dude from uh, SVU. Uh-huh. Daredevil, I think he was in too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. This is a, you. You got a pretty pretty centrist centrist list going here, Rudy. This is pretty pretty on brand for you. Yeah, I aim to please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This yours might age the best, actually. When all is said and done, we'll see. <laughs> Just wait until he brings out Toy Story in the next round. Oh, Buzz Lightyear is an astronaut. <laughs> all right, Sean. What do you got at seven? At seven, I have X. Machina. Ah, wow, it's higher than I thought it would be. For well, sure. you know, I'm trying to switch stuff I up. Would be, I thought it would be higher, higher than that. Still, I'm surprised it only made it to seven. Yeah, yeah well, what's what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's lower than you, you thought. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's higher up on the lit. Yeah, no, I know. Seven what you, is I, higher than two, right? No, it's <laughs> lower. It's We're number. going from worst <laughs> to best. The best is usually number one in rankings. Uh, okay, really. sorry. Really, oh, is this? Yeah. Oh, you've been going backwards. Spy Kids is your favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Yeah. I see. Now I know why you were confused. Gotcha. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I need to explain it again. Just love the future technology of the artificial intelligence and um, feel like it's closer than ever. Um, I feel like this has a good handle and grasp on how that technology can impact our lives. And uh, I liked how contained it is as a sort of a sci-fi movie. It doesn't really have to use set pieces to really um, sell it. It's a lot of just dialogue and, um, you know, kind of... Boring stuff. Dials into uh, (laughs) paying attention to subtlety. um, It's like a a boring sci-fi movie. Okay, I'll just stop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Elijah, you're kind of being a jerk this episode. You're, you're tearing apart all our picks. I'm sorry. I'll I'm stop. sorry I didn't put Dark of the Moon in my top. 10. You should have an all timer. No, I think that's no. That's still, that's. I understand. That. I agree. Oh, I just feel like it's a sci-fi movie, but it doesn't have to use a lot of CGI. I mean, yeah. some CGI, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. To kind of sell the the movie. So yeah. And I do love when movies kind of are contained in one space. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Domhnall Gleeson, Domhnall, is that how you say his name? Donald? Domhnall? 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 I don't know. Domhnall? Domhnall? Nall and Gleeson. We'll just say it that way. Just blend it together. <laughs> that was uh, my sister Leah had some feedback. She That was her selection for uh, the next James Bond. Oh. Nope. Yeah, that's that was my so. reaction to Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leah. He's just yeah, a little too like too frail Ginger. or something. Hey, yeah, I don't know if he can do it. A lot of people said we couldn't have a blonde Bond, and look how uh, look how Daniel Craig turned out. Blonde so. Bond. You can't Maybe. spell Bond without blonde. No, you can't spell blonde without Bond. <laughs> Maybe a uh, ginger, ginger Bond would work. Who, who knows? Ginger Bond. Ginger balls. <laughs> ginger Bond. Uh, all right, let's keep keep it rolling. Keep that train rolling. Hit it, Michael. We gotta keep this train rolling. Uh, Rudy, what do you Think got for? Next. What's your pick, Elijah? Don't you go? Oh, that's right. I am up after you. Seven. <laughs> uh, 
Number seven. Just interrupt you the whole time you're talking. <laughs> no, yeah, this is that's really just how the show works. You guys just make lists, and I just berate you for your your list making. <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> you guys are terrible at this. No, I uh, number seven on my list. I have Alien. Alien. Very very impactful. It's a, a classic. Sort of all time all timer. Yeah. Really interesting. Every movie. list I looked at, that was like number six, seven or eight. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty rewatchable. Pretty, uh, pretty jarring. Pretty enjoyable though. Very uh, interesting. Interesting space world. Sort of feels a little Star Wars adjacent, but um, not really different at the same time. So, I like that one a lot. That's what I got. Number seven. Nice. Moving on up. Number six. Number six. My number six movie is Dances with Wolves. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. You can't do that. Rudy with the Dances jokes. Dances with Avatars. Yeah, Avatar. Uh, yeah, so the plot wasn't original, but I remember seeing this movie in Blu-ray. Uh, I mean, uh, 3D. Blu-ray? 3D uh, yeah. in high middle school, I guess it was. No, high school. I was definitely in high school because I remember... Yeah, I remember sitting in the cafeteria thinking about this movie after the day after I saw it. And yeah, this movie was groundbreaking. James Cameron took like a billion years to film it, and he's coming out with a new one. That's also taking a billion and, years to film. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just liked it. Thought the blue people were, were cool. Kind of wanted to become a blue person after uh, <laughs> watching it. And uh, yeah. I mean, who, who among us doesn't want to be a, you know, a, a seven foot tall blue person with a tail? Nobody. We yeah. all want to, we Nobody. All want to do that. <laughs> Can't think of anybody. <laughs> Maybe they're not. Are they taller than seven feet? Maybe they're more like nine feet. They're pretty big. They're way tall. Yeah. I would. I was close to putting that one on the list. It, it's right there. It's in the honor, honorable Ooh. mentions category. That was gonna. I was gonna bring up if it wasn't. No one mentioned it. But uh, yeah. It's a. It's a. It's like a new classic. I don't know. It's cheesy and it's dumb. And it's definitely a little like, uh, you know, a bit of a soap opera, but uh. It's a, it's a, it's a, what, what can I say? It's a staple of the culture. It made a ton of money, and you can't make a ton of money if the movie's bad. So, that's not true. Yep. There's so many movies that are bad that made a ton of money, but <laughs> I don't know. Not that one. <laughs> not. Sean, that are you one. an Avatar guy? I like Avatar. I it was in it was kind of in that second tier. Um, I'm a little mad at James Cameron, and that's why I don't put it in the top ten because <laughs> he ended. You the won't franchise. return your phone calls. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. He's just the he's, he's not responding to my DMs on Instagram <laughs> to come on lose. Well, it's like you have so. such a knock knockout blockbuster, and then it just takes you forever to to have that second one. And yeah. anyway, check out. Um, Pandora at Disney World though it's it's a sight to see, oh, but yeah that's my even, second tier. No, they had that. It's like bioluminescent at night. Very what do you cool. have in that spot, Sean? Six. In that spot, I have Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ha! The Denis Villeneuve, one of another, two that's on my list. Villeneuve. Another one of another one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, so I actually watched this this series the wrong way where i saw this movie before i saw the first one oh really (laughs) yeah i just had read sort of the plot for the first one and then um jordan uh 
the old roommate, friend of the program. We Shouts watched the, the the first one. Um, you know, obviously with Harrison Ford. Did you like but, the first one, Sean? I didn't like the first one. Yeah, the first. One. <laughs> you know, I think I was I was going in with twenty forty nine. You know, so recent in my head, and was I think I I visually made it in the frame of twenty forty nine. And it just didn't hold up, obviously, because it's a lot older of a movie. It was filmed with different technology <laughs> that was yeah, kind of so, hard to yeah. capture, I think, the technology that the you know storyline was trying to build. So it was a little bit of a letdown, but I think yeah. it holds up when you put it in the context of the time frame it was filmed in. I just thought it was very dark and like like the lighting was dark and it was very like hard to hear the people talk like oh, i remember it's, watching uh, it it's vrt it's vrt and vv it's like all the weird scenes without any dialogue and it's just like yeah i'm not into this i was not into it at all 2049 or the original the og yeah great haircut on harrison ford in the og though looking fresh well, oh man, yeah come on let's get there's a lot a of he'd <laughs> look good in afro or a mullet interesting stuff and it's got one of my favorite cinematographers, 2049, Roger Deakins. So yeah. I think it's just something you can have, honestly, just on your TV in your house, just like going. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like Kanye? Yeah. You see that tweet yeah. with, with Kanye with his big really good lighting and just playing 2049 <laughs> <laughs> all the yeah. time. Yeah. I dig it. So Yeah, it's, it it's one of those time. ones, just looking at it is kind of wild. Really interesting movie to look at. Better than the first. I kind of agree with that take. Better than a little bit better than the first one. Low key, yeah. on the low low. Duff. On that low. Coming low. in at number six on mine, I have the Abyss. The Abyss. This is the uh, the Ed Ed Harris movie about aliens, but they're in the ocean. Oh yeah, oh, I've never seen that. So it's like a typical space movie, but inverted. They're in the water and they're gonna like destroy the earth because we have like nuclear Ooh. bombs or something there's some like sort of environmentalist vibe to it but uh is it good you know i'll dig it basically it's just like sort of a sort of a claustrophobic submarine movie but with aliens and uh ed harris so yeah it's james awesome. cameron it. wrote it and directed yep yep wow it was maybe one of the first he does love his ocean yeah it was one of the maybe the first uh movies to indicate james cameron's uh love of Shooting things underwater, apparently. Yeah. And that's where he's been the last 10 years. Just <laughs> love shooting stuff underwater. Dude just can't, can't, get out of, can't get out of that water tank. <laughs> you guys seen these cameras? They're waterproof. Dude, Ed Harris has been old for so long. Oh, yeah. This is like young Ed Harris, and he still looks like he's like 60 years old in it. Yeah. That's great. What's the alien? Oh, How's the alien look in this movie? Oh, they're trippy, man. You got to watch it. I would yeah, re- I highly recommend highly recommend um but yeah if you're like a claustrophobic person then i probably wouldn't recommend it there's a lot of scenes where it's like very like cramped because they're in like submarines and stuff so but yeah so interesting that's what i got for number six moving up into the top five here we go rudy top five kick us off here we go number five i've got the movie arrival Ooh, I have that too. At five, but I have it at number two. Oh. You have? Do you have it, Elijah? Yeah, I have it at five. Here we go. There it is. The first 
the first trifecta. The trifecta. Yeah, we all talk about well, you and I. So we match it up exactly, Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. Redeem myself. You totally Great redeem minds. yourself. <laughs> Great minds. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's not to love about this movie? Um, the aliens are big obelisks. <laughs> <laughs> big squids that stand upright. Big squids. Yeah. Big squids. And uh, it's a cool twist. Really yeah. cool twist. Yeah. Sort of, sort of mind bending a little bit. Mind melting. Yeah, mind bending, and it makes yeah. you want to. I love movies that make you go see it a second time yeah yeah kind of leaves yeah. a little like bonus content to rewatch it and yeah i just rewatched it the other night holds up oh yeah, yeah. it's really good it's really good yeah and i love the language aspect of it jeremy renner forrest whitaker jeremy renner it's knocking it out of the yeah, park like it's, cast. it's kind of ridiculous there's like no way she'd be able to figure out the language not a billion oh, yeah. years <laughs> no yeah there's there's no way but <laughs> They're spoiler like groaning alert. and don't, grunting. Don't any spoilers. It's uh, it's tight nonetheless. Yeah, very tight. All right, well, uh, that's my five. Sean, what do you have at five? Interstellar. Wow, low, low Ooh, for Interstellar. We are the aliens. Okay. Do you guys have Is it that on yours? On your list at all? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Where do you have? it? I do not have it. Two spots up at number three. I got number it. Number three. Dang. Yeah, I, I almost put Inception on here, but that's not an sci-fi enough for me. So yeah, you. You could say futuristic tech, but, but um, yeah, I just thought it was an incredible astronaut space travel movie that feels like it could happen, but not yeah. really. It has like enough realism to it um, yeah. to really capture. And I love obviously Nolan's use of of time, um, his kind of fascination with it, and I think it, it's played well in this movie. And um, yeah. love Matthew McConaughey. I feel like so. th- this movie got worse every time I watched it. Oh. Every time I watched it, I was more like, uh, I think I watched it three times. First time I was like, wow, it's cool. Second time I was like, okay, it's dumb. <laughs> like the whole premise wow. is dumb. How? It just doesn't like it's it's stupid because it, like I think it's I think it's gotten I think it's the reverse of that for me. I think it's gotten better. Really? The first time we watched it, we drove to. Uh, where did we drove to Charlottesville? See? We yeah, we drove to Charlottesville to watch it in IMAX, and uh, I remember I no, it was it was very not sick because we were in <laughs> IMAX and we were in like the front row, so the seats were terrible. I was way down on the end, but I it was like twenty dollars a ticket because it was opening night in IMAX, and then my girlfriend at the time went to see it with me too, and I bought a ticket for her. So I'm already like, if this is a forty dollar movie at this point, I'm sitting in the front row, <laughs> really way on hard. the end. I'm basically in like a corner of the movie theater, and it was just the worst experience I've ever had. So I just walked out of it thinking worst it was the worst movie ever. You went into it with the wrong mindset, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then it came out in the dollar theater. I went and I saw it in the theater for two dollars, and it was like two minutes away. The girlfriend wasn't on the scene. I didn't have to pay for the girlfriend's ticket. Boom. It's only two dollars, and the movie's amazing. And then the last time I watched it, I watched it for free, and it got even better. So. <laughs> the economics. I'm just... noticing a pattern here. <laughs> Fair enough. No, Fair enough. I think my favorite thing about it is it's like it has a lot of the elements from 2001: Space Odyssey that are good mm. and interesting, without like yeah. being like a drug trip, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I'm not gonna bash Christopher Nolan. I agree a lot. Conahay's great in it. Yeah, so that's my number three. Um, let's keep it moving here. Number four, Rudy. What do you got then? Okay, bear with me. 
<laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Wow. Heat check. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I like. All, I think I like all the Planet of the Apes, even the old ones and the Mark Wahlberg yeah, ones. I, <laughs> I thought this that one franchise. did a really good job with uh, the origin of the whole thing and. And, and the preceding ones after, or, you know, the ones that followed this movie were also great, I thought, but kind of yeah, got a little... this is the first one with Franco. Yeah, this is the first one with James Franco. Yeah, I, ha- and, I have uh, a very strict rule that no movie with James Franco in it can be in my top five of anything. Really? Yeah. Not a Franco <laughs> fan? Dumb rule. <laughs> Not a Franco head. No. Uh, he was good in this. He wasn't very, like... Uh, braggadocious <laughs> he, was, he was very like he's just playing like a dumb scientist like uh you know a chill scientist and you know the whole story arc with the monkey or the is it a, is it a monkey or an ape ape it's an ape it's an ape apes alone weak apes together strong <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just uh the origin story I'm, I'm a good origin story okay okay fair enough fair enough i forgot about at least that's series. like a, like yeah. a it's like a definitely a sci-fi movie. So yeah, it counts. Sean, what do you got? So this is my number four. Um, it's the original Matrix. <gasps> ah, with Neo. I've got that too. Yeah, I At thought four? I've got it three. Three. Wow. Yeah, it, I had to fit it in my top five just because I think, um, just love the franchise. Just love Keanu as as Neo, and um, the cast is just incredible love sort of the the nuances that are played with um the interplay between the world that they are plugged into and the world that they come from uh and the kind of choreography that they use is just incredible Mm. (laughs) felt like it really That's the sound of dodging bullets. Yeah, <laughs> it's another one that's like when it's on TV, like you're gonna sit and watch it for at least an hour. Talk about like movies with like a prep scene with lots of like zippers and and magazines loading and. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of that. A lot of that of sci-fi and action. So, got to be in the top. Yeah, not not a big not a big Matrix guy, but I definitely acknowledge the. Influence of it. It's a pretty big influential influential movie. For a while there, every movie that came out looked like you know. As we talked about it with Minority Report, but every movie that came out for a little while after The Matrix looked like The Matrix. You know, like they yeah. were trying to make The Matrix. So it's pretty yeah. pretty big. Are you in or out on Ma- The Matrix Four? They just started filming. Keanu shaved his head. What? If, if Keanu is in it, I don't know if you guys saw 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 any of the uh, the photos going around. I didn't see that. I haven't seen any of that right now. He's looking good. Googs. If Keanu's in good. it, I'm in. 2021 might be a uh, banner year for movies. Bounce back year. Yeah. If you Google Keanu Matrix Four, I think a picture comes up. Shaved head. Wow, look at that hairline. Still looking good, man. God bless. He's he's a little he's a little grayer now, but you know it's Sorry. a good look. Talk about an all-time sunglasses movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sunglasses and leather. <laughs> I wonder if they're bringing it back for bringing back the leather, or if they're just doing sunglasses. Yeah. I wonder if he's all-time still doing like the wraparound, the wraparound sunglasses too. 
Those like wireframe ones. The Matrix. Or if he's just going to be in like Ray Bans. We'll see, I guess. Um, my number four, we already talked about it Edge of Tomorrow. So we move on to Rudy, number three. Oh, Rudy, you have The Matrix at number three. So we're back to yeah, Sean bro. again. Sean, what do you have at number three? I have Jurassic Park, the original huh. 1993 Ooh. Jurassic Park. Um, it gets in there with future technology and the fact that they make all the dinosaurs with science. Nice. And monsters. The dinosaurs are monsters. Yeah, and monsters. Yeah, um, that's fair. But, yeah, again, this was just, um, I love the whole franchise, you know, even the second wave with uh, Chris <laughs> Chris Pratt. Um and uh yeah yeah just love not as good as the original yeah not as good as the original but yeah just have you guys seen it's a nice intro to kind of thriller (laughs) horror but not really (laughs) have you guys seen that like it was a while back but the like the me like you know the the what are those yes it's like what are those I can't can't hear either of those things without thinking about the other. An all-timer. An all-timer. Great. Don't get that stuck in my head. What Uh, (laughs) I love it. That's a great, great pick, Sean. Um, I have Interstellar at number three on the list, so let's keep it rolling. Number two. Top two. Top two. My number two is... Spy Kids 2. The Quiet Place. Ooh, ah. I have my second tier. With Johnny ah. Krasinski. John John. Uh, Emily Blunt. His wife. Three random kids and a bunch of uh, monsters <laughs> that have giant ears. Three random kids. Yeah. Noah Jupe. Uh, yeah. Really good movie. I'm not a big, like, it's kind of like, it's uh, it's uh, leaking into the horror genre, yeah. which I'm not a big fan of, but it Thriller. did it really well. And, and uh, yeah, a really good movie. Sort of like an an updated signs, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Just in the fact that it's, it's like aliens and cornfields. <laughs> but other than Great that, comparison. not really at all. Yeah, those are the only things. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two things that are the same. But hey, and there you know, are people it, in it. It's more than one thing that is the same. Yep. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, that one. It's like it's interesting because it's a little bit of a gimmick movie, right? With like the silence thing, but the gimmick works. Yeah. Like it, it pulls it yeah. off. So. Uh, like I can remember being in the theater and seeing that and it was just completely like silent in a theater and it's such a bizarre experience to be sitting in because I saw I think I may have seen it like one of the first few nights it came out and you're in an entire packed theater just you know full of people and nobody is saying anything or like making any noise at all no one's like even eating their popcorn that's how quiet it is yeah and uh, (laughs) just a cool experience then inevitably someone like starts like looking for someone and John, where are you? I can't see it. Turn on your flashlight <laughs> and like hashes the vibe. But, but for, for a solid like five minutes, it's a, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Gotcha. We'll see if it holds up for a quiet place too. Who knows? Got it. So Who quiet. knows? Sean, what do you have at number two? Number two, I had arrival. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Arrival. Arrival. Valid placement. Valid placement. It kind of pairs well with my, one and three of being older movies, so I wanted a, a new favorite sci-fi. Ah, uh, gotcha. So I threw it up there. Um, my number two, I have Pacific. This Rim. is your guys' chance. You guys, yeah, your guys' chance to rag on me. I got Pacific Rim at number two. 
Just, yeah, I knew it was lurking somewhere. Just the <laughs> lurking somewhere. Masterclass <sighs> in in cinema. Bad movie I know what cinema. number one is for you then. Just a true a true feast for the eyes. Incredible electric content. Giant robots versus giant monsters. What's not to love? It's like the, lots of lights and lots of flashes and lots of action and lots of, of technology that doesn't really make any sense at all and big things punching other big things and and swords and guns. So it's it's beautiful. What's not to love? And and Charlie Hunnam, he's great. Yeah. Who speaking of potential bonds i mean charlie hunnam who says no not me yeah give, love it blonde give me the Char- james charlie blonde. hunnam james blonde <laughs> 2.0 <laughs> all right number one the number one slots rudy what do you got here we go i told i told you there were gonna be three will smith movies on my list i am uh, legend can you guess which one's number one after earth nope nope <laughs> i robot i robot the other oh I okay Came on, came on the TV the other day, and I was just like, man, I love this movie so much. I remember watching it as a kid. I think it was really ahead of its time. And, uh, yeah, just like a great idea about yeah, AI and robots, and uh, it's applicable today, and it still uh, carries, it still uh, holds up. Very, very 2004 movie. Yeah. Wow. Heavy 2004 yeah, was, vibes. I remember, like, that movie, too, was like a cultural moment, too. Like, I remember all the commercials about iRobot. And, yeah. Like, it was a very big, like... Monoculture type movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I just that's looked it up. One. Turns out the the robot in iRobot was played by Alan Tudyk. Who's that? Who's He's that? He's that guy that was in, uh, if you remember, from Knight's Tale. He was the guy with the red hair. Oh. He was in, um, he was in a, a recent Star Wars. He played a droid in that. He's been in some other some other big ones. Okay. He was in. It's a good uh, one, Rudy. I forgot about that movie. And I Am Legend. Yeah, that was like yeah. peak Will, Will Smith. Smith. Is Will Smith a classic? Is Will Smith an all-time uh, sci-fi actor? A sci-fi guy? Could be. The real question. Could be. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know who I would put on that list if I was making a list of sci-fi actors, but maybe he'd be on it. You know, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Sig, Sig's Weaver. Sean, what do you got for number one? It's number one. Let's wrap this up. I have Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Mm. I know Rudy yeah. is, is not a fan, but I had to put a Star Wars, the ultimate sci-fi franchise, the enduring yep. franchise. Um, yep. Yep. And uh, this was the best one. So. <laughs> yep. Facts. I got. I have a. I have a New Hope. That's my favorite Star Wars. It's the Star Wars, the original. It's the one that sort of started it all. It probably was perfected with The Empire Strikes Back, but there's like sort of a raw and fresh quality about New Hope that just never gets old. You know, influenced the sci-fi movie that's influenced pretty much every other sci-fi movie after it. It's sort of like the gold standard. Um, It wasn't the first one, but it's definitely the best one. Best sci-fi movie, in my opinion. So there we go. Only a few movies... Crossing over, Edge of Tomorrow, Arrival, Interstellar. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's we have a diverse taste. Yeah, yeah. A couple honorable mentions. Prometheus, I like a lot. Didn't make the oh, list. Yeah, I like Prometheus. Um, Pitch, Pitch Black, <laughs> which is the uh, the first in the Chronicles of Riddick franchise with Vin Diesel. Underrated sci-fi movie. 
World War Z, also. Yeah, 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 yeah my honorable Z. mentions. That what movie, about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Uh, I, there's some pros and cons to that movie. Pros and pros and cons. <laughs> it's underrated, though. Must def. It's not to love. I also have a Star Trek Beyond, which is uh, the the. Th- that's third, what I thought. Your third Chris Pine Star Trek movie, which is very underrated. Yeah, not a lot of people I thought talk you were going to have it. a Star Trek on there. I was waiting for it. I'm not a not a big Trekkie, but the Chris Pine Star Trek movies are 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 a hoot. They're yeah. Talk about good bad movies. They are real bad, but real good. Uh. <laughs> I have some honorable mentions. The Martian. Yeah, The Martian was uh, on my yeah. honorable mention. Uh, I thought about so. that one too. Children of Men. The Clive uh, Owen kind of futurist movie. Yeah, um, not for me. Uh, the Terminator. With Arnold, mm. the Terminator. I don't, I don't understand the Terminator. I've tried so many times to watch those movies, and I just cannot get into them for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just nostalgia, honestly. Um, Attack the... the Block, That's the Real <laughs> Friends movie. Let's go. Let's I was gonna, go. I was gonna say that was my number one, and then I, <laughs> I forgot. But yeah, so. trust, bruv. bruv. trust. <laughs> so sucks so bad. that movie sucks do not watch attack the block if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it do not waste your time <laughs> anyway yeah good list yeah boys good a lot of good sci-fi out there um, i know rudy doesn't have an honorable mention because he could barely get a top 10 yeah i don't really have the many sci-fi movies i like <laughs> yeah if you uh if there's, is that sci-fi no that's swords and sandals um <laughs> If any listeners have any, if there's any crucial mistakes we made, anything we missed that you think just egregious misses, uh, write to us about it. Write an email to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Send us a DM or a text message. We'll definitely read it on the air because we don't really get that many. So I feel like Leah's going to have some uh, critiques. So oh, I'm sure. I'm prepared I'm sure, for it. I'm sure I'll hear it. As always. Um, next week on the pod... We are discussing what some might call a new classic. It's not sci-fi, but it's a it's a straight heater from 2019. We will be breaking down Knives Out. Knives Out. The uh, Knives Daniel Blonde. The, the, the James Blonde, Daniel Craig vehicle. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Is it May a have Daniel a Craig vehicle or is it an Anna Armas vehicle? No, it's a Daniel Craig vehicle. For sure. For sure. We may or may not have a special guest. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for listening. Leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. Rate, subscribe, whatever. Take it easy. But above all else, always remember to keep it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. Word. Nice, Sean. A little flavor there. Yeah, a little flavor. (laughs) Spicy. I lost my hand! Those are rookie numbers in the track. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is Bowie. There are rules. I am not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. My face is my war. It's over. Go home. Go.